With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Recorded live. Well, today is April 19th. April 12th, I just had my 70th birthday. I can't believe this 16-year-old girl is now 70. But, you know, I had a good life up until the targeting started in 98. And it continues to this day. The only difference is now it's instead of being um, the local maintenance people who work for the city, um, it's spread into the neighborhood, and it's a lot of the neighbors. And um, I, like a lot of TIs, I, I can't believe that people would do this. Um, I can't believe that um, whatever they tell them, it must be a really good one. I know I saw my number two perp over talking to a neighbor and pointing at my security cameras, and that did it for him. Uh, He wasn't aware up until that point, but uh, David stood there and was talking to him and pointing to my camera, obviously, and um, making sure that the neighbor knew about it. He he also went around to all the new neighbors. But you know something? Karma has a way of working its way. Now, in this neighborhood, it's um, the maintenance people. I live next to the watershed for our water system, our drinking water. And it's a fence all along it and with trees behind it and in front of it. And um, you weren't supposed to take a boat or, you know, you could fish in it, whatever. Couldn't swim. So anyway, um, I had this big uh, fight with this lady who lived across the street. She, her husband had cut a area in the fence and he used to go down in there and fish which was okay with me but then the idiot up the street who worked for the city hall as maintenance him and the the owner of this house were going down and cutting out cutting down big trees like two two feet in circumference three feet in circumference i mean big trees one day they'd be down and the next day they'd be gone So he was having his buddies from maintenance come and cut them up and take them away. So I protested. I said, listen, this is a watershed. And I had protested the golf course that was up in the hill. And um, this is how my targeting started. I protested to the mayor the building of the golf course over a toxic dump, which is part of our watershed. 
So I made a point. I told everybody, you know, every leaf, every tree, every bush you cut down is vegetation that's kept from uh, keeping our water clean. Well, gee whiz, they had planned this in 2015. I don't think anybody knew about it. And what they did was they went right through the back road, and I have a before picture of it. And it's a really wide, but it's kind of gentle slopes on either side, and it's all, you know, matted vegetation, but it's soft. And there's trees hanging over on both sides, and it's really nice. It was really a nice walk. And now... They dug it up two feet. They widened it. They put it right to the edge of where the reservoir is. Um, and they're going to fill it with cement. They're going to put cement in it. It's supposed to be a trail, a bike path. The kids are going to love it because they can skateboard there, which is, you know, what the heck. But... I don't know. They cut down so many trees, all kinds of big trees all along the the path. Um, it's it's like two car wide, two car width wide now, and they cut down all the trees that are on on the the, the side where the path is. Road. It's a road. And um, anyway. This is it. All the neighbors are all upset, and I'm kind of sitting back because after I protested the cutting down of the trees along the water's edge, they all went after me. They all went after me and zapped the shit out of me, and um, I was the bad guy, and this bitch that lived across the street even put a gate in her fence that looked out on the pond so I wouldn't see her husband go out there to fish. I didn't care. I did not care. What I cared about was they were cutting down everything to the bare soil. So anyway, now they're all upset because this place is torn up. I mean, torn up. So it's kind of karma, you know. They're all out there looking at it every night after work, checking it out, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was in the works from 2015. And I really don't care. I haven't said a word to anybody. Several of the neighbors who are now concerned, have uh, who were perps, have uh, said to me, you know, st- tried to talk to me and be friendly, and I just shined them right on. Wouldn't even give them the time of day. I'm sorry. One of the perps um, who had a device in his hand and a spark flew out and hit me in the face, I'm going to ask him, you give me the thing that, Barked and hit me in the face, and I'll talk to you. We'll we'll talk. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, let's see what else do I want to talk about. Um, 
I'm not going to give much time to this, but this Karen Stewart is making the rounds of um, talk shows and interviews, and she's getting her story out there. She worked for NSA, and they screwed her over. Um, gave the um, credit for her work to some other woman who was sleeping with all the managers and um, so she 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 went to a lawyer and they put a gag order in her and she she isn't accepting it anymore. She's talking out. So she was talking about this guy Bill Black, who is um, in the upper echelon of um, NSA, and she blamed him for her targeting. And uh, Bill Binney and Kirk Weeb also said that um, Bill Black disappointed them. But then Black was on lawyers, and um, from what I understand, this big scandal, the housing bubble we had, uh, Bill Black was ready to go and prosecute um, the, the Wall Street bankers. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is because this, that has something to do with all of this. If you want to read a good video on what happened, it's called um, um, The Veneer of Justice in the Kingdom of Crime. And it's on YouTube. The Veneer of Justice in the Kingdom of Crime. And it's an excellent video. He starts out talking about a totalitarian state and one of the benchmarks for it. And one of them is that um, they have to take control of the DOJ, the Department of Justice. And that's your courts, your Supreme Court, that's your judges, that's your courtrooms, all the way down to the police. Department of Justice, police are part of it. And that is control of the interior. Once they have control of that, they've got control and they talk about how it was done, and they also name names and how, and and um, what happened. So, if anybody's interested in finding out what happened to this bubble and how it ties into targeting, I would go and listen to this documentary. It's really excellent. Um, Karen Stewart. Um, she her her um, experiences parallel ours, being a TI. Um, but uh, I don't know. Just oh no, you know. Anyway, um, let's see. A lot of people were asking me about shielding. The only thing I found that works with this stuff is ice. Ice will cool the pulse down, and ice will cool the insult that the pulses do to your body. I buy those gel packs and freeze them, and you know, switch them off and use those. I think they were $10 a piece at Bed Bath & Beyond. 
anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, I think a lot of this harassment is acoustics. Acoustics will burn your skin as it slides over it from friction. It'll go through walls. It sounds. Back across the street is a um, audio and video uh, commercial installer. Seen his trucks with the, you know, the ladders on it and everything. It's called Creative Audio and Video. And uh, I don't know what town it's out of, but he lives here in Peabody across the street. And um, his kid used to go between the houses, and he had a directed energy acoustic weapon. And I don't know what it looked like, but I, I saw him pointing it at my house. It was small. And he was sitting near my bedroom. It was a straight shot. And he had on distinctive clothing, a black and white pattern, And then I went outside, and the next minute I know, this kid's coming in out the front door of his house in the exact same outfit that I saw in the back. That's all he had to do is jump over a little four-foot fence, walk down one house, and shoot from there. Anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was LED lights. Now, I know that the guy who invented the um, the white LED light got a um, Nobel Peace Prize for inventing it. And um, and I think that that's what's being used is the LED. Plus, cell phones, you know, and the Xbox and um, the Wii, they're all high energy um, devices and, um, you know, they, they use the handset. They've modified them somehow. I know with Connect. Connect can see through walls. And, you know, this Brian, too, speaks of the hive mind all the time. And this is exactly what a hive mind is because these kids, they click into um, the Internet and they, they can play the same game from anywhere in the world. And... That's basically, uh, you know, your hot line. I I have a feeling that that's what the perp's doing, and they're using the LED lights, uh, high-intensity LED lights. They've learned to maybe a flashlight, a cell phone. It's pretty simple, and it's handheld, and it's portable. It isn't too fancy, that's for sure. And uh, anyway, what else do I want to talk about? Um, 
something that's interesting. Well, I guess I could talk about the interview with Karen Stewart, but that's been beat to death. Hi, guest two. How are you doing? I see you in the chat. You want to... Um, Um, how you doing, guest two? I'm just making some notes here about like Karen Stewart um, interviews. She's going around in the, you know, I would think if she wants to get her word out as to what happened to her, that she why go into these calls? Why not go public like Bill Binney has? He's gone everywhere and talked to everybody. Same with Kirk Weeb. Um, volume is low. Yeah, I tend to talk um, very, very low. Um, but uh, Kirk Weeb and Bill Binney have gone to several, gone everywhere. I mean, they even went to Europe and everywhere talking about um, uh, what, you know, NSA and the program that they pretty much invented that NSA didn't use. And um, so, um, you know, why, uh, you know, Karen Stewart is preaching to the choir. She should be going to, like, the Gap accountability project, whistleblower account, see if they'd take her case, see if they'll go to court with for her. Um, that's what I would do. She's She would be a high uh, profile, like Bill Binney or Kirk Weeb, you know, NSA. I mean, she worked there for 28 years was a linguistic and uh Vinny and Kirk were tech techs. They did the uh, computer stuff. She worked on languages. John Weir tonight. This is about her five fifth interview. Who's whose call is she on tonight? Any idea, guess two? Your mistake? So she's not on tonight. When when is she on? Tomorrow night? And Shelly's call? No? Okay. That's fine. I don't care. I've heard enough of her. You know, I'm just burnt out. So... And it doesn't change matters. It doesn't stop my targeting. Um, let's see. So, like I was talking about earlier, karma has a magical way of um, Karen Stewart. 
like Martha Stewart, only Karen. Karma has a way to um, has a way of it's just wonderful. <laughs> I love karma. Let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Um, not too much. I don't have too much to say. I've been eating cookies and knitting and listening to the calls. At but I did want to talk about the LED light and um, my theory on that. I I think a lot of these weapons are high intensity LED light. I know they have a flashlight that the cops use that they can buy, and it's a high-intensity LED light, and they can use it to target people. And then they also have a small handheld through-the-wall radar, um, like one of those tablet-sized screens. Um So everything, you know, the Japanese taught us well. Hello? Um, The Japanese taught us well. Um, They taught us to, you know, these things started out so big, and now they're so small, and they're handheld and... You can go anywhere with them. Anyway, um, I'm going to take a little break here. Um, My laundry's um, out there buzzing, and I want to go into the dryer. So if you want to hang out just two, that's fine. And um, I'll be back in about two minutes. Hang on.
Okay, I'm back. All right. Be back later. Okay. Well, guess who is left? I have no idea who it was, but they they know me, which is okay. Um, let's see. Not too much going on. Just being targeted and hit every hour on the hour, it seems like. So I'm not getting too much sleep. But I just wanted to open my call and, you know, talk about a few things going on. Um, let's see. What else is interesting going on in the world? Oh, they're talking about, um, let's see. Uh, local, nothing going on local except uh, my path being torn up. What's going on? Oh, like I said, listen to that uh, documentary, the uh, veneer of justice in the kingdom of crime is excellent. So, um, what else? Uh, my security cameras have been hit. Two of them aren't doing too well. I have like these ghosty things in them they didn't have before. Um, let's see. Uh, found out that family is all part of this. So, you know, um, let's see. I wanted to read some articles. Oh, I got a file cabinet. I finally got a file cabinet, a real good one. Heavy as hell. And, um, uh, it's, it's really nice. And it was free. It was absolutely free. I uh, was out for a walk and walked by all this junk. The lady had died. They put all this stuff out for the VA. And then they had a file cabinet. So I put the file cabinet up closer to the house, talked to the neighbors about it. They said I could take it. So I, I went back um, that night uh, about 1130. And I had a little cart with me, and I couldn't get the file cabinet on top of the cart because the file cabinet weighed a ton. And um, finally, I decided to leave it there, and I walked back home down the, the dark path, and I bumped into these four teenagers. And a couple of them knew that I was my grandson's grandmother. So we stopped and chatted, and I asked them if they'd help me go get it, and they did. They These four boys carried it all the way back, put it on the cart, and then the cart kind of just collapsed, and they helped me get it back to my house. I put it out by the driveway, and yesterday I brought it in, just walked it in, you know, and then uh, slid it down the stairs and walked it into my apartment, and my other grandson came over and uh, set it up for me, and 
I started putting all my information in it now, collecting all the stuff from all over the house and just jamming it into it because I'm going to go through each uh, folder. It has had a whole bunch of folders in it, uh, and it, it was in good shape. And just going through all the folders, and I'll straighten out. Like, I've got a lot of good information in there. Um, for instance, the side effects of electronic um, uh, harassment, uh, different frequencies, and, and the symptoms that go with it. I've got a whole lot of good papers in there that I want to go over and straighten out, and then uh, maybe week by week I'll bring them out and uh, read off from them and discuss them. It was really surprising to me. Last night I was on Bella's call, and this woman was talking about the uh, the sound of things to come, which is in the New York Times Magazine, 23rd March 03. They published it, and that was one of the first articles I saw that really struck home as to what was going on. Uh, Woody Norris's company, American Technology Company, had an office up in Maine, and I went up to Maine, and they demonstrated the LRAD to me and the hypersonic silent sound. Now, hypersonic silent sound does not go through walls, and you hear it inside your head. It's what they use in commercially, like the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston had a display, and they used it in their in this big room. Each display had its own music. You'd step into the light, you'd hear this music. You'd step out, you'd hear the general music as you moved through the room. And uh, I recognized it for what it was. It was this hypersonic silent sound. And um, anyway, uh, I believe that the military, um, military, the military um, uh, part of this um, is uh, through walls. That's what I think. So, so. Um, that's what I think. And sorry, paradise paradise disease has left the chat. I didn't even see him come in. Anyway, um so she was talking about that and acting like it was a new deal and I had you know, like I said, visited the office up in Maine. And then, um, what else? Um, I also mentioned about the um, JEC. Hi, who's who is it? Um, um, somebody's hitting, going into my phone or something. Um. Let's see what else was it? It was about uh, oh the um I don't know the name of this thing right 
know where it is. Anyway, It's called the Joint Economic Committee Hearing Radio Frequency Weapons Proliferation Potential Impact on the Economy, Wednesday, February 25th, 1998. Now, this file, but gotta remember, gotta remember, these files. The witnesses are James O'Brien, Department of Defense, Richard Schreiner, Dr. Ira Merritt, and Dr. Alan Keyes, the Assembly Research Laboratory. Chairman is Jim Saxton, James O'Brien, Mr. David Schreiner, prepared statement, Dr. Ira Merritt, and Dr. Alan Keyes also prepared statements. Statement of Chairman. Oh, wow. June 17th, 1997, the Joint Economic Committee held a hearing called Economic Espionage, Technology Transfers, and National Security, in which I heard testimony from Lieutenant General Robert Schweitzer about a new class of weapons, radio frequency weapons, and the impact of these new weapons and the civilian and military electronic infrastructure of the United States. These both on the same screen for some reason. Okay. Um, just in case somebody comes into the chat. You know, have dialogue with them. So, anyway, um,
know how to bring it up. Um, let's see. Since the general talked about a terrorist threat and the proliferation threat, the JEC has continued to investigate these potential threats. I'm pleased to welcome to the committee an extremely knowledgeable group of panelists. Let me introduce them. Dr. Alan Keyes with U.S. Army Laboratories, and we'll discuss the overall RF threat. Mr. James O'Brien is the Deputy Director of Operational Testing and the Director of Live Fire Testing with the Office of the Secretary of Defense at the Pentagon. Mr. David Triner is the Principal Engineer, Directed Energy Studies with Electronic Welfare Associates and a recently retired engineer with the Naval Weapons Testing Facility at China Lake. I tried to get in touch with him several times. No go. And Dr. Ira Merritt is with the Missile Defense Space Technology Center in Huntsville, Alabama. He has more than 25 years of experience in developing advanced technology system requirements. So this is the statement of Mr. James F. O'Brien. test and evaluation live fire testing. This is uh, Office of the Secretary of Defense before the Joint Economic Committee, United States Congress, Wednesday, February 25th, 1998. Mr. Chairman and other distinguished members of the committee, and on a blah, blah, blah. Now let me begin by acknowledging the fact that Congress recognized starting about a decade ago that there was a significant and growing need to realistically test our major weapons and weapons platforms to assure they would withstand the rigors of combat and to inflict the maximum effect on the enemy when used. The live fire test legislation first offered in fiscal year 1986 and strengthened several times since then, including most recently the federal acquisition. Acquisition Streamlining Act, FASA, signed into law by the President in October 1994. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Live by testing has revealed design flaws, which had they not but found in testing and correcting would most likely have resulted in the loss of valuable equipment and, more importantly, loss of life of our combat forces. Um, that your focus would be on this part investment. Okay. So um, the Pentagon's JCS publication 1-02 defines a conventional weapon as one is which is neither nuclear, biological, or chemical. Hence, testing of our chemical 
biological and nuclear weapons is not under the aegis of live body testing. Uh, second category of threats, which are of increased importance, is directed energy threats. Category of threats includes low, medium, high energy lasers and high powered microwave radio frequency threats. I would like to focus the remainder of my opening statement on them. Um, and he talks about an asymmetrical warfare, avoiding a frontal assault on our forces in the more traditional war of engagement and attrition. Rather, they, they may very well choose to select a specific care of our potential vulnerability, for example, communications or information warfare. Anyway, a lot of this is um, available to anybody who's interested and send them a copy. It's a very good report. I've read it over for years and uh, it's well worth uh, read again. There's a lot of good information in it. It's um, that people use and um, utilize. Um, if you go into Krypton, Krypton, C-R-Y-P-T-O-M-E dot org, um, they have a copy of it there along with all the files from um, like Snowden's uh, what they've downloaded from Snowden. A lot of it there. Anyway, I'm not going to talk anymore. My um, I've had a couple of people log in. Thank you very much. And log out. I guess I'm not interesting enough to stay. But that's okay. And um, I'm going to end this.